at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. If you're trying to cut meat from your diet or simply trying to get more protein, there are plenty of meatless options. Vegans and vegetarians do it every day. And my guest today is Dr. Nancy Van Sloan. She's an integrative medicine doctor at Penny George Institute for Health and Healing, West Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Van Sloan. So are there a lot of plant foods that contain protein? Is this true or false? That is actually true, and I learned something I didn't know recently, which is that all plants contain some protein. My family was having a dinnertime conversation, and we were wondering how much proteins in vegetables, and although it's small amounts, it's not as much as in some other foods, actually all plant foods contain some protein. Wow. So people are consuming proteins without even realizing it. Where might they be getting those? So it includes vegetables, which I don't think we think about. So if you're having a sweet potato or broccoli or cauliflower, there is some protein in those foods. There are also protein in different plant-based foods, which I think we're more aware of. Some of the sources that have more protein that are plant-based are going to be things like nuts and seeds, legumes, beans, and soy foods. There is also protein in foods that aren't plant-based and aren't meat, and that includes our dairy products, so cheese, milk, and yogurt, and also eggs. If you eat meat, does that give you enough protein for your daily diet? For most people, absolutely, it gives them enough protein. Our diet is very meat-based as Americans, where, in fact, for the healthiest diet, meat should be at the top of the pyramid. And so... A lot of people wonder if they're getting enough protein, but when they've done dietary surveys, Americans actually probably are consuming more protein than they need with their meat-based diet. Is there a way to get protein and fiber in the same meal, in the same food? Absolutely. And I think that's where some of our plant-based proteins really are something that can provide us with more nutrition than a meat-based protein because a lot of the plant-based protein sources are high in fiber. So things like fruits and vegetables that have small amounts of protein are high in fiber. But in addition, our legumes and our beans, like kidney beans, garbanzo beans, are high fiber. Uh, They feed our intestinal microbiota, our intestinal bacteria, which we are learning more and more how much they play a role in health. Uh, Legumes are also high in magnesium, which plays a role in a lot of different body processes. So If you're adding these sources of plant-based proteins, you are getting things in your diet that are very health-promoting that you're not going to get in a more meat-based diet. Is there such a thing as getting too much protein? People can get too much protein. I don't think it's something we think about very often, but there are guidelines as far as what is too much, and that's getting over 35% of your calories from protein. And people who are using, say, a protein powder where they're supplementing a lot with that and they don't pay attention to how much protein is in that powder, that might be a situation where people could get too much. And we know that that can put more stress on the kidneys. It's also known that with very meat-based diets that that will increase the excretion of calcium in the urine, which is something that can lead to lower bone density. So if I'm seeing somebody with osteoporosis and low bone density, we talk about 
a plant-based diet versus a meat-based diet is probably going to be healthier for issues like bone density in addition to a lot of other uh, health issues. How can people keep track of the protein that they're eating? Give us some general guidelines for how much you should be getting a day. So protein's a little tricky because we can't just say half your plate should be protein like we do with fruits and vegetables because different foods have different amounts of protein. If you're eating meat, one thing to think about uh, with meat and fish is that a three-ounce size is a serving. And with meat, that's going to be the size of a standard computer mouse. With fish, that's going to be the size of a checkbook. For guidelines of how much, uh, that varies by weight. And so the guideline is sort of a cumbersome calculation of 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. That means that a 200-pound man is going to need 73 grams of protein today a day, whereas a 130-pound woman will need 47 grams. So it can vary by body weight. In addition, if you are a vegetarian or vegan, you're not getting any meat-based protein, the requirement goes up to one gram of protein per kilogram, and that's because the vegetable-based proteins are less bioavailable or less easily used by the body. So you need a little more protein if you don't have any meat in your diet at all. Give us a little some of the plant-based foods that are maybe not some of the vegetables that you've mentioned that vegetarians typically look to for their proteins. So if somebody's vegetarian, uh, often they'll eat some soy-based foods. So as an example, a half cup of tofu has 10 grams of protein. So for a woman, that's almost a quarter of a daily protein need. They will look at legumes, things like lentils and different kinds of beans, and with that, a half a cup is around 8 grams of protein. They will look at nuts, nut butters. Um, If they're not vegan, eggs might be included. Things like cheese, yogurt also have protein, so they can be protein sources uh, for a vegetarian also if they have dairy. Dr. Van Sloan, what do you tell people when they say, well, I want a diet and I'm looking at these very heavy protein diets like the Atkins diet, which eliminate carbohydrates? What do you tell them? You really have to individualize that for the person to some degree. But for sort of general advice, what I tell people is at each meal, you want to think about having a healthy carbohydrate, a healthy protein, and a healthy fat. And that healthy carbohydrate really shouldn't be things like white bread and bagels and things like that, but it should be more whole grains. So actually a whole grain like barley or boiling wheat berries and things like that. Or it can come from the more carbohydrate-rich vegetables. So it could be a sweet potato or it could be peas or it could be corn. So having some healthy carbohydrate, some healthy fat, and some healthy protein at each meal and in general, uh, as, as a country, when we demonize one of those three macronutrients, we tend to get off on diets that get to be more restrictive. And, you know, in, for most people, there is not one of those macronutrients that is bad that they shouldn't have any of it. What if someone is told they need to cut down on their proteins? Then what do you advise them to cut back on just besides the meat and the, some of the hidden sources? Well, with, with people who are getting too much protein, I would think about how much meat is in their diet because that's probably going to be the biggest source for most people. 
And then it would be if they're getting foods or products that are supplemented with protein, really looking at how much they're getting. So if they're putting a protein powder in their smoothie every morning, how much protein is actually in that? How much are they using to get a better handle on that? In addition, if they're supplementing with other products, you know, bars or things like that that are billed as having a lot of protein in it, assessing how much protein is in those sorts of sources also. In just the last few minutes, give us your best advice, sort of a protein 101, Dr. Van Sloan, about what you want people to know about how much they need every day and where do you recommend the best sources of protein are? Again, the guidelines for how much they need is going to be weight-based, but it's going to be around 45 to 60 grams for sort of the average weight man or woman somewhere in there, and they can use that 0.8 gram per kilo calculation. From my perspective, I encourage people to think more of the plant-based proteins and work on including those in their diet just because they come along with all these other things that are so important for health, including healthy fats and fiber and antioxidants. And so I try to encourage them to think of meat more as an ingredient in a meal instead of, you know, the main part of the meal and to explore with having some meals that don't have any meat. So pick a day where their, their evening meal is not going to contain any meat, and that can be a fun time to try different cuisines and different recipes and different flavors and really start to broaden uh, a person's diet. That's great advice. Thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.